0: on his feet airs it out down the field it is caught by
1: Tyree Manning watch it, it. Boy, a alone touchdown New York he kick on its way it's got the distance and it is good and Lawrence times has done it again he's kicked the giants to the second Super Bowl in four years and the New York Giants given the last
0: rights by many in December the Super Bowl Chiefs in February.
1: Barkley takes it all the way. 68 yards for his first NFL touchdown. Jones steps up, takes off, in, touchdown!
0: What's up, Giants fans? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with J.Q., I'm your host Jack Cordaro. and today alongside with me is my co-host and great friend Kevin Meiselman and on this week's episode we're going to be talking about the Giants 28-10 loss to Minnesota and Kev I just want to ask you what did you see out of the Giants this weekend against a good Minnesota defense and then honestly a so-so Minnesota offense.
1: Well I saw exactly what I thought I was going to see as it relates to the Giants defense. I knew that playing just even a competent offense in the Vikings. You said so-so. I think that's a good way to put it. They have talent, weren't great the first four weeks, but I was very, very confident that they would be able to take advantage of this Giants defense that wasn't able to stop the run, wasn't able to stop Dalvin Cook when it was screen passes and checkdowns as well, and they weren't able to throw uh, stop the deep ball as well uh, that Kirk Cousins couldn't find here in the first four weeks to, to his receivers. And there were some issues with Minnesota as well, receivers, particularly Stefan Diggs. We're complaining, and, I mean, anyone's going to look good against this Giants defense, like I keep saying, unless you're the Washington Redskins. But get into the offense later, but I saw exactly what I thought I was going to see from the defense.
0: I mean, I couldn't agree with you more now, Kev. Obviously, if you guys watched the last episode, my uh, prediction was off by a landslide. I had the Giants winning of a score of 25-17. to But that did not happen. But it's okay. But let's let's yeah, look yeah. at the Gi- I, Real
1: quick, real quick. I, I mean, you you were obviously a little biased with, with your prediction. Very I do want to say, without trying to sound pompous, because I did mention <laughs> in, in week one, or I'm sorry, in episode one last week, that my prediction was a bit of a guess. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, I'm a genius who can see the future. But I did predict 28 points for the Vikings, although 21 points for the Giants was a little bit disappointed in that. Uh, but I, I really couldn't have expected anything differently from this Giants defense like I like I mentioned before absolutely man I mean
0: well let's get into it Golden Tate welcome back man but what'd you do for us this week I didn't see a lot from him only three catches for 13 yards that's not going to cut it obviously but looking forward what can he improve on going forward as now the number one wide receiver for the team, Sterling Shepard, is going to be out and he's gonna miss significant time.
1: Yeah, I mean Golden Tate obviously you can maybe blame a little bit of it on him adjusting. He hadn't played all year, just gets thrown in uh into the mix when he's playing up going up against a pretty good, Very defense. good defense. Yeah, definitely a good defense in Minnesota. Nothing to to kind of laugh about with them. Their offense was obviously the thing that was having problems early on. But I expect to see more than three catches, I expect to see more than thirteen yards. I think that there's a lot that could be found if you go into film and maybe look into coverage. I I don't have a lot of info on that right now, but Sterling Shepard being out will certainly mean more targets. and Also, if Evan Ingram is out, which looks like a a real possibility moving forward. Not good. Yeah, Golden Tate's going to get a lot more targets. So Daniel Jones is going to be relying on him heavily and let's just see if the they can be efficient with that. It's one thing to get a lot of targets. It's, it's another thing to be effective with those targets.
0: That's all you can hope for, man. I mean, going forward, Golden Tate's going to be that guy for Daniel Jones who he's going to look at all the time because, you know, without Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, you know, there's not a lot of other options for Daniel Jones. So, but, I mean, back to the Giants offense this week. The Giants offensive line... Kind of shit the bed this week. Um, yeah, we saw that, putting the, it nicely. Yeah, honestly, the Giants allowed four sacks this weekend. That's something you don't want to put Daniel Jones in that situation. I mean, going forward, you got to protect him more. Kev, what do you think about that? I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. You don't want him getting hurt out
1: there, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And look, I'm the one that will criticize a quarterback more often than I'll criticize an offensive line because, like I said, it's easy to when a quarterback like. I'll give an example, Eli Manning, who didn't really have that ability to move in the pocket these last few years, and it's easy to make that look like the offensive line. It's another thing when the quarterback actually only has one second, and that happened on too many occasions for Daniel Jones. We know he has the ability to scramble away from pressure, so I don't think it was a knock on him for the offensive line. Like I say, you have to look at it as a case-by-case basis. Sometimes the offensive line did a good job. No quarterback gets five seconds in the pocket without having to move. So. As we mentioned before, the Minnesota Vikings, a very good defense, ranking fourth in defensive efficiency on football outsiders. Part of that has to do with the fact that they just beat up on the Giants, and a little bit of recency bias goes into that that stat. But on the stat that weights the preseason projection and what's happened so far in these first five weeks, four games for some teams, they're tenth in defensive efficiency. So Not bad. In both... In both Metrics. They're they're a really good defense, and this was the first time the Giants had to deal with that. I think it's a a bit of a rude awakening. Like I said, I thought Daniel Jones handled the pressure relatively well. He's still a rookie. I know these expectations can get a little bit high after two pretty solid weeks, but yeah, I mean, the only issue here is that there's defenses they're going to be playing that are just as good. Uh, They got Buffalo out of the way already, which is fortunate. But New England, this might be one of the best defenses they've had in a very, very, very long time. They're ranking first in defensive efficiency on Football Outsiders. We'll get into more of that later. But that is a scary matchup on Thursday for the Giants. And if the offensive line can't handle that, it's going to be an ugly one for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, the Giants did not
0: do a a great job of picking up the spy blitzes by the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I mean, there are multiple plays, including the safety, I mean, the Giants did not pick up that blitz, and, you
1: know... Love seeing you in yeah, the film room talking I mean, about absolutely, the spy blitzes. Man. I mean, <laughs> those
0: spy blitzes, man, they come right up the middle, they come right down the side, of A-gap, B-gap, C-gap, you name it, man. I mean, they were all over the place, Minnesota. Uh, obviously, you know, Jones is going to have to take a little bit of the blame, but, hey, man, he's a rookie yeah, I, quarterback,
1: I, he's learning, you know. That was what I wanted to touch on next was that, although the offensive line allowed four sacks, there was a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones... He was at fault for some of the Absolutely. missed throws, but like I said, a young quarterback, still a rookie, that throw to Sterling Shepard in the back of the end zone when I believe it was twenty-one to ten, where he overthrew him. Then it turned into a Dalvin Cook touchdown to make it twenty-eight ten and pretty much put the game away. I'm confident Jones is going to make that throw. He's made the throws of these first two weeks. I know he's a rookie. He was getting beat up all day. He got hit he's hard not gonna, on that play. Yeah, right? he's not going to. He missed Shepard twice for mm-hmm. Shepard twice yeah. for for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And personally, th- those throws, like I said, are going to be made. I- I'm just not worried Absolutely. about him missing open receivers right now. That- that's part of the the growing pains of uh, getting into the NFL, and no one's perfect. There's human error involved in this, but the process was there. I'm confident he's going to be able to make those throws moving forward. Do I think his ability is going to make up for this Giants defense and get them to the playoffs? Absolutely not, but that's a, another conversation. That is a conversation for another time, but obviously I'm going to be biased, and I
0: would love to see the Giants make the playoffs, but, I mean, there are multiple throws where Jones just missed Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram on a couple of passes, but, you know, over time that's going to change because the Giants hopefully will be able to block better for Jones and give him that extra second that's needed, which he missed Shepard by the hairs of his fingertips on a play where he was wide open for, like, 50, a 50-yard 50 touchdown, which, you know. Yeah, really these, weren't the
1: these weren't god-awful throws where right? no, like we all. saw Eli Manning throwing wobbly spirals that barely got to the receiver. It was I just mean, a little bit inaccurate. I mean, we don't talk about that dock of an arm anymore. But, I mean, I miss
0: Eli, but Jones is the future, and I'm happy Jones is here because, you know, just the way the ball comes out of his hand, man. I mean, that touchdown pass, the Darius Slayton, 35-yard touchdown pass. When was the last time we've seen that? Giants fans, when was the last time we've seen that?
1: I remember texting my my group of friends at home, and I said... I don't think Eli's thrown a ball for a touchdown over 30 yards since 2016. Now, I could be wrong, but I know he didn't last year, and I know he didn't this year if we're speaking about air yards. You know who did yeah, it Yeah, he could throw year? a six-yard. Odell Beckham, throw Odell a 40-yarder to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, Barkley in I, Carolina. Honestly, it's kind of crazy that even though I've been begging for Eli to be benched for a while, I'm still trying to prove the point because clearly I think everyone knows Daniel Jones should be should be starting right now, but... I'm just I guess I'm just kind of comparing and contrasting them like this is what happens when you have a quarterback who could throw downfield it opens up an offense like we said it didn't turn into a lot of points more too didn't turn into a lot of points this week but another thing is points aren't always indicative of how an offense played on a play-by-play basis you know they got I think they picked up enough first downs for you to be happy with against a really good defense they just couldn't convert down at the end of the field and it's it's the defense more than anything. And uh, can I add on to that, teammate. Kevin?
0: There was a point in the game in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, where the Giants it was fourth and two, and they were in the red zone. All they needed was two yards, and Jones got sacked. It was yep. the play was blown up completely. I mean, once again, that spy blitz. No one picked up the man coming up the middle. I mean, you're going to get Daniel Jones killed back there doing that. So just a couple missed, you know, key drives like. Those could have been points on the board right there, or even like a touchdown, so that just changed the whole game. Yeah, absolutely,
1: and do you remember what the score is when that safety happened back at the end of the first half? Because I know that that was a huge turning point in the game. I'd have to look up the, the score log. I'll look it up for you in a sec, but when the Giants uh, were at their own two-yard line, uh, they were only it was 13, down by— 10 yeah, they and were then only, it was
0: 15-10 yeah, after the safety. Positive,
1: they were down by one possession. I'll, I'll check for you in a sec, but— the offensive line got torched in the, on that as well, and yes, you could fault Pat Shermer. Why are you running it at the one yard line? The, you're playing right into the defense. They're trying to get a safety on you. Terrible but play. But it looks like a really bad play call because one of the offensive linemen, I believe, I'd have to check for you. I'll get it to you in a sec while you're talking. I'll look up some of the some of the stats. But he got absolutely burned. There, there was even there wasn't running room at all. It was an offensive line problem getting absolutely burnt at the line that made that play look so much worse than it is. So although the Giants' O-line has looked a little bit better this year, giving the quarterbacks more time, whether it was Eli or Jones, they've been better than they were last year. It was a really tough game for them. Really tough game for them. Very tough game. uh, I don't know if they can even improve upon it against a defense like New England.
0: Hopefully they can. Yeah, hopefully Belichick doesn't scheme the crap out of the Giants. But, I mean, going forward, you know, the Giants are going to need to do something about this uh, run game without pro bowler saquon barkley without him and also now without wayne Gallman, who's going to miss his uh, first game of the season with a concussion which is going to be a big loss the Giants are going to need another weapon in the backfield kev do you see them picking up like a free agent or maybe like who knows saquon is going to have to be superman and come back this week you know like i don't want him coming back and getting hurt we don't want to see that from a player
1: i mean i I I know it's a big
0: game but at the end of the day yeah, I mean safety
1: matters the most to me. Absolutely, and I, I do not think Pat Shurmur and the Giants organization is going to throw Saquon in if he if they smart, if, if he's if he's hurt at all and he's not even close to to able to play, they're not just going to throw him in there. I, I think they're aware of how special he is as a player, despite the the lack of value at that position. Like I always allude to before I talk we about know, him.
0: We know, but
1: if he can play and he can handle it and it won't have serious. Repercussions on his ankle moving forward, he'll be in the game, especially against the defending Super Bowl champs and then have 10 days off to rest uh, before they play in Week 7. I think he should play if he's able. If they don't, obviously they're going to have to look to free agency or um, the, the, the practice squad because they need to fill the roster. But if it's not Saquon at this point, I don't even think it matters who's at running back. All these guys are replaceable. They're picking people up who aren't special at that position, but like I said, replaceable Still position. The it's going to be up to the offensive line from a, a run-blocking perspective. Uh, that's going to make the difference here uh, for the Giants' run offense yeah. if Saquon isn't in. And I mean, the run game
0: was definitely slacking. Only 64 yards against Minnesota on 20 attempts, so that can also, you know, you can blame the offensive line, like Get, you said. And give Kev. credit
1: to the defense as well, though. I mean, they, they did play a very good defense, and they, they're... It, it, that's part of it as well. The Giants offense did not look pretty from their side, but they also went up against a really, really talented Very defense, good defense who just pretty much Rhodes. just took advantage of the offensive line this week. I mean,
0: Jones did catch Rhodes sleeping on that 35-yard touchdown pass to slain, which is something awesome to see out of the Giants' wide-receiving core. I mean... All the injuries they've had this year and the loss of Odell Beckham last year was huge. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward, what do you see out of the Giants' receivers? I mean, there's a lot of injuries right now, but he's going to step up? It looks like gonna it's going to step
1: up in New England? It looks like it's Tate. It looks like it's Slayton. I mean, Shepard's got these concussion problems. Ingram with the MCL, right? Shepard shouldn't even have been playing. It, yeah. Now he has two concussions on this season? Like, you got to yeah, start worrying concerning. about a
0: guy's health there. Like.
1: It, it's concerning. I mean, uh, this is why I guess we'll talk about it as it relates to this matchup with the Pats. If you want to just start getting into that, you want to just I'm go down, Thursday man. night preview. I'm down, man. Thursday so, night. Giants. Yeah, I was going to buy a
0: ticket to this game, but
1: <laughs> yeah. with
0: all the injuries at stake and... With the cost of the tickets, I was not going to send it. But yeah, there,
1: there's years in the future. It might be better to to send Foxborough, but that'll be eight years from now. It'll have to be at MetLife in four years. Absolutely. But uh, I mean, yeah, there. It's we'll always exciting. That one. It's always exciting when the Giants play the Pats. I mean, we're the only, we're one of the only fan bases that can give a little sting to all those New England. Talk ass, back to our friends. All in those New England, England mass holes, Sorry, I sound a little biased. I know I got some friends <laughs> from Mass. Listen to that, so I can say that, but. Speaking currently and knowing where the Giants are as a franchise and where the Pats are, this game is going to be ugly for the Giants, especially on the road. I just think that there isn't enough offensive firepower for most teams, not just the Giants, to match up with this Patriots defense. I mean, they are number one on defensive efficiency on football outsiders. That is crazy if you really think about it. Their offense is eighth, and you have to just assume Belichick. I mean, He's scheming. Is, he just he's scheming. Keeps, that's the one thing, is for me, it's really, really tough like to just go off those intangible things, like they have the good coach. But when a coach has done what he's done for 20 years and has won six Super Bowls and gets a bye week pretty much every single year, you always have to give him that. I mean, there's very few cases where that happens, but Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. So... You never even know what's coming at you. No doubt. Mix that with unbelievable offensive efficiency rates, unbelievable defensive efficiency rates. One of the best defenses we've seen in a while. I don't think the Giants can stack up on either side of the ball. This is actually really funny, JQ. If you don't mind me saying, I was no, talking to all, one of man. our one of our good Giants friends, uh, Giants fans uh, in the CAF here at Quinnipiac, and we were talking about the game. I didn't know what the Vegas line was, so the line is set minus sixteen and a half now in favor of the Patriots, and the over/under is, I believe, forty. Seven, maybe forty-three. It's in that mid forty range. Before knowing that, I said to him, "I say Giants lose thirty-one fourteen, so that's right at a seventeen-point spread." And then I said, "Over under thir- like thirty-one fourteen, that's right at forty-five. Mm-hmm. So at maybe that. I should just be working in Vegas." I mean, I got a little lucky with that. I but mean, we should get you. We should uh, fly you down to Vegas that, right now, honestly. I'm, <laughs> you get you down there, man. I'm standing by that score prediction right now. I think the casinos might want me working for them, but thirty-one fourteen, Pat's. I know we did the score prediction a little early. I just see no way. The Giants come out of this game with a win, barring insane luck, fumbles, defensive touchdowns that they get lucky on, special teams touchdowns. It's mean, they just they're outmatched by an insane amount on every side of the ball, mm-hmm. both not, sides of the ball. And I'm not sorry. to
0: forget, I mean, the Patriots are five and zero already this year. The lack of injuries for the Patriots is, you know, helping them out in the long run. So for the Giants this week. Obviously, I'm going to be biased. This is my team. I could see the Giants pulling this one off only if the defense finds a way to get turnovers, finds a way to get stops on thirds, downs. Um, I mean, you're going to have to intercept Tom Brady at least once or twice if you want to beat him in a game. And, you know, you're just going to have to score when you have chances. So when the Giants get down into the red zone...
1: If they get to, there. If
0: they get to the red zone, they're just going to have to punch the ball in. I could see the Giants winning this one 17-10. It's going to be a tough game all around for the Giants. Wait,
1: JQ, I think you're out of your fucking mind if you're serious right now.
0: I'm being a 1,000% serious. I'm always going to back up my team. I oh am Mr. God. Bias.
1: I know. Well, at least you he's admitting the bias. I think my prediction is a little bit more logical here. I know 17 points may not be the, the winning score uh, for the Patriots, to win by that much, but... Predicting the Giants to win here, I don't know what's good I you.
0: mean, it could be a 30-point blowout by the Patriots at the end of the day, and I'm going to have to watch that whole game and think about if what I'm going to say win, for the next podcast. The
1: Giants win 17-10. How about if they win at all? I'll buy you your next three dinners here at the Cafe Quinupia. Or we can say when they win. All I right.
0: mean, you know, the past five meetings between the Giants and the Patriots, you know, they've all ended in games that have been decided by five or or fewer points.
1: I'm glad I could offer a little bit of rationality on this show to, to balance out the see? the bias for the Giants. But all seriousness, JQ, Well, what else do you think you're going to see from the Giants this game? I'm hoping they see more out of Golden Tate.
0: I mean, he's here now. He's off the suspension, so hopefully he locks in and Jones can find him. And, you know, also just for the rookies moving forward, getting more snaps, getting more reps, learning more about the NFL. I mean, I'm kind of just... Rambling here, but this is yeah, just gonna no, be a it, tough game overall for the Giants. A lot of injuries, but yeah, you can't be making excuses here. If nah, they pull I, out a win, they're gonna pull out a win. Pat Shermer has to figure something out. He's gonna have to pull a trick out of his ass to beat Bill <laughs> Belichick. But you know, Bill Belichick is over there scheming about this game. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blitz. I'm gonna blitz." Because he saw he saw what Minnesota did to the Giants' offensive line, and also his ex offensive lineman Nate Solder who has been having an awful season this year. Hopefully they
1: don't pick on him too much. Kev, are they going to pick on him, or you I think mean, they're going to? I think the Patriots will pick on whatever they can. I don't see this offensive line having a good game against such a good defense. Even if they do have a good game, I don't even see the Giants offense having enough firepower to just make enough plays. I'm telling you, this Patriots team is unbelievable. JQ, i got to tell you something football outsiders does their updated uh playoff odds Their like what the records will be for the end of the season i know and i'm bringing out the analytics you know we're getting serious serious here boys but this is actually incredible and i'd have to go back i don't know if there's a way i can look at what the these odds for teams to go 16 and 0 are after week five but the patriots have a 5.7 percent chance of going 16 and 0 according to Football Outsiders. Kev, is that good? Now, that let me tell you, that might not sound very high, 5.7. Oh, that, that doesn't seem that high. That is insanely high when you think about how difficult it is to win 11 straight more games in the NFL with all the randomness that's taken into account. They're taking in the fact that obviously the Pats, this is a relatively easy strength of schedule compared to other years. The next team is the Niners at 1%. Everyone else has a 0% Nine, chance because there's no more undefeated teams. But the wow. Pats, even last week, they were 2.8, and all these other teams were less than 1. I mean, this is crazy how good this Pats team is. It's obviously taking into account strength of schedule, but this is, I mean, from from a offense and defense perspective, the only thing the Pats might have an issue with is that they don't have Steven Koskowski anymore, but I'm pretty sure, I think Mike Nugent, who's now the, the kicker in replacement is going to do a good enough job where that's not going to end up being a, a detriment to the Pats. That was like kind of a joke. Yeah, he but, should be fine. But nope. it, it's scary. This Pats team is unbelievable, and I know we're Giants fans, and it's not fun to say, and it's easier to say, though, because of those two Super Bowls. Always got to mention it. Always got to mention this it. this Patriots team is scary. I think this is going to be a rude awakening for the Giants, just this team as a whole. And I think they're going to realize where they actually stand after this week, like I like I alluded to last week. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Kev. This defense is going to be
0: in the midst of a hurricane with Tom Brady. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I like I that mean, actually. What are they going to do against Tom Brady? I don't know. Hopefully Dexter Lawrence can provide some pressure and maybe we'll get a couple sacks on Tom Brady back in the old day Justin Tuck, JPP, OC Manure, There were no guys who did it better than those guys.
1: Yeah, that D-line right now is just as good as those guys. Those almost Hall of Famers at least. I for mean, if you want to dream if you want to dream about that, you can. Yeah. I won't be. I think they're giving up over 30 points this week like I said. 31-14 is my final score prediction. I just think that the disparity between these two teams is as big as it's ever been and all these giants meetings with the Patriots during the Tom Brady era. I mean, you can look at all those past five meetings and think you could predict history because they were all one possession games, but the Giants have never had as bad of a team as they, they have look right, right now. now. And, and honestly, it might sound crazy to say this Pats team, just based off how good this defense is, might be better. Not than the 07 team that almost went 19 0, but maybe that 18-1. 2011 team that, that made the Super Bowl and was only three and a half point favorites over the Giants in the Super Bowl, unlike the 14 point favorites uh, from 07. But this, this Pats team is special, and it's crazy to say that, that Brady's 42 years old, and this might be the best team that he's had in a very long time, but it, it has to do a lot with the defense and how just <laughs> unbelievable it is and yeah man Tom can get the ball to anyone on offense doesn't
0: matter who his receivers are it can be a Dick Sporting Goods employee or it can be Josh Gordon or they could bring back Antonio Brown if they wanted to they could throw you in there there. I've seen what
1: you're doing on the intramural flag football field I mean if they need me
0: to go in there and catch passes for the Patriots I'll run some end zone fades for Tom I know he'll get me the ball
1: even against the the Giants you would? Maybe not against the I, I don't know if anyone can cover you, though, on this defense right now. I, I know mean, I've been bashing them. It might be a little if harsh. If Janoris but. Jenkins, the
0: Jackrabbit, <laughs> wants to work real quick, I'll go in there and, you know, 1v1 one one them real
1: quick. But yeah, I think it could be a product of the Belichick system. I think you can handle it. I mean, they're just, like you said, they can throw anyone in there with, with Brady and, and the way they play that offense. So
0: It's unbelievable, man. I mean, they lost A.B. this year. That was a roller coaster of events for...
1: What, yeah, five, ten days that he was there for in New England. Yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna throw up talking about the Pats yeah. as much as we have. I've been praising them way too much. Like like I said, way i too I'm much in... praise for the Pats. Yeah, almost. like I said, I'm impartial. I try to give you guys the facts in spite of JQ's slight bias, although I think he knows what's actually up, but he's just so such a big fan at heart. I, I'm I'm able to kinda suppress that a little bit and kind of upset Giants fans with where they are right now. But hey, if the Giants are playing really well and, and their numbers their efficiency numbers go up They look like they could start handling other teams, and they proved me wrong this week against the Pats. I'm going to say that as well. I'm not here to be pessimistic. I just think I'm being realistic, even though JQ may be a little bit too optimistic. I don't know. That kind of sounded cool. Did I just rhyme too much three times in a row? No, not at all.
0: (laughs) We need some rhymes on this show. I mean, my co-host, Mr. A.K., Mr. Analytics here, is always going to provide great facts for the show.
1: I'm glad I don't bore you with them. I, I I I
0: can't follow sports without them. Kev, you, you know, need he, those
1: need those in depth numbers. Mm-hmm,
0: absolutely, Kev stated it best. I am very biased. I'm a I'm a big time big blue fan. You know, I'm always gonna support them. I could always see them competing with New England. I don't care what anyone says out there. I got a bunch of friends at school who are New England fans. You know, shout out to them. But they're always like, "Yo, like this is gonna be a blowout this week. Like, why are you even gonna watch?" Well, I'm gonna watch because this is my team, and like, I love supporting them. So yeah, I'm hoping hey. I'm hoping for a little trash talking. You know. Maybe Daniel Jones can go out there, complete 25 out of 35 passes and throw for, like, 350 yards and three TDs. I mean, if that's not biased for you, I don't know what is. Yeah, I'd love to
1: see that. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a little biased. You know it. That's why I'm here to sort of even it out a little bit. But I think that's a perfect way to wrap up the show, a little bit of suspense to see uh, for for you guys next week to see what actually happens here on on Thursday night in Foxborough. Can't wait for Thursday night, man.
0: I mean, it's going to be a good one no matter what. Giants, Patriots. Always comes down on the wire at some point. A lot of hype no matter what, for sure. Who knows? Maybe this week, this is the week that the Patriots actually get the best of Giants and blow them out, and you'll probably be right again. So, (laughs) thank you, Giants fans, for listening to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Cotteraro, and thank you to my co-host, Kevin, a.k.a. Mr. Analytics, for always bringing the power. Happy to be here. So, go Giants, and let's hope for the best, fans. That's all we can do, and keep your fingers crossed. I'll be praying. Love you guys. See you soon.